0: In the next few episodes, I will have a conversation about leaders and leadership, particularly leaders' leadership in the 21st century. Let's get started. First, let's talk about leadership styles and characteristics. There are many opportunities and ways to be productive as a leader. Also, there are many challenges that may cause productivity to fail. Whether there are opportunities or challenges, there are a myriad of solutions for the leader to choose from. The aim is to find the correct solution at the appropriate time to get the best outcome. The leadership style you choose may depend heavily on your working environment. Depending on the author, names or titles of the styles may be different, but the function should be the same. Here are a list of leadership styles. Autocratic, which means they have high control. Two, coaching, teach and train. Emergent, leaders that are emerging. Let's say fair, hands off. Number five, situational. Adjust according to the situation. And right here is a dividing line. Number six, team leader. Move a group into a team. Seven, participative not controlling. Servant leader, put the needs of the follower first. And number nine, transformational. Change occurs in self, others, groups, and organizations. The top four or five, depending on where you draw the line, are related to the individual who has the responsibility of leading the activity to completing the objectives successfully. The bottom five, again, depending on where you draw the line, are related to teams, group, and organizations who are moved into involved with the process of completing the objectives successfully. There are times when a combination of styles may become necessary to use to maintain effectiveness. Now, let's define what a leader is. And I'm going to define what a leader is using the leadership comparison. And that comparison will be with managers. Managers are persons who direct people or individuals. Leaders are those who are motivating people, groups, and teams. So the management activity is this. Produces order and consistency, planning and budgeting, organizing and staffing, controlling and problem solving, unidirectional authority, are reactive, prefer to work with people solving problems, low no emotional environment. On the other hand, leadership activity is this, produces change and movement, establishes direct aligning people, motivating, inspiring, multidirectional influence, are emotionally active and involved, shapes ideas over responding to them, act to expand available options, change the way people think about what is possible. Major activities of management and leadership are played out differently. Both are essential for an an organization to prosper. Judge 2002. A leader's performance should be that of a prudent person. Here are some things that a leader should know and do. A leader's character must be above reproach. To be a good leader, one has to be trusted or trustworthy. A leader must have integrity and be honest. Two, a leader is passionate and dedicated to his work. People respond positively to a leader who is enthusiastic about what they do. A leader is confident in what they do and exhibit this confidence to those around. When things seem uncertain, a leader will function in an orderly manner and with purpose. A leader knows how to remain calm, composed, and steadfast to the purpose. A leader thinks analytically and is able to see the whole picture. A leader is committed to excellence. They maintain high standards and will raise the bar in order to achieve excellence. In addition to these qualities, a good leader will keep cool under pressure, clearly explain mission and set priorities, provides content and perspective, makes tough decisions on time, can handle bad news and know how to adapt quickly, give useful feedback, listen more than he speaks, And number seven is positive, encouraging, and optimistic. A good leader encourages his team to perform no matter the odds. Before a leader can get others to follow, they must know who they are. Here are some critical areas a leader must know about themselves. Leaders need to define and identify the core values, purpose, and leadership vision. Responsibility and accountability is part of a leader's makeup. A leader's action must align with his value, purpose, and vision. Developing leadership skills is an ongoing process, and a leader must recognize this and make improvement when needed. There are tests or profiles one can take to gauge their leadership style and characteristics, and most of these are found on the Internet. Now let's talk about technology. Web 2.0 for the 21st century leader. A few years ago, I did research on technology and education. I discovered there were many school systems and districts who were implementing more technology into their administrative processes and into their classrooms. The major concern was that the students were familiar with the use of computers and computer programs more than the faculty which cause problems in the utilization of classroom technology. Social media, blogs, podcasts, webinars, teleconferencing, sophisticated newsletters, high-speed data transfers, cell phones, tablets, computers with capability that is mind-boggling, and new presentation software are technologies that have been incorporated in our daily lives, used even as we speak. It occurred to me some of these students are our future leader who will be well-versed on technology when they enter the job market. Also, some of the students will be members of groups and organizations you will be interacting with. What does this mean? Leaders need to be ready to take your turn in the 21st century. According to McGonagall and Daufer 2010 states, and I quote, In order to understand the implication of web technology for leadership, it is important to first understand the enormous changes that are evolving from these tools in organization and in the natural organization itself. Social media are shaping the expectation of a new generation of organization members and are fostering patterns of interaction and participation that are transforming internal organizational structure, processes, and relationships, as well as external relationship with customers, competitors, suppliers, and other stakeholders. The new media call called into question the fundamental value added by organizations as they make it easier for individuals to initiate and form networks on their own. End of quote. Web 1.0 was established in 1991 through 2000, in which tools for faster, cheaper, and more convenient forms of communication, such as email, became available and widely used. Web 2.0, 2001 to 2010, in which user of another set of new tools for communication such as wikis and blogs, began enabling interaction and communication in transformative ways, and now, Web 3.0 2011 to who knows when right now, in which powerful new computing platforms, the cloud, a second generation of search tools, and mental levels methods for managing knowledge are beginning to realize the web's potential to generate more immediately and personally useful knowledge from information that has been stored. These technological advances are just the forerunner of what is yet to come in this changing environment. Traditional forms that corporations, government, and foundations use will still remain. However, and I quote, the new possibility of self-organizing, group communicating, sharing, and action will transform the world Everywhere groups of people come together to accomplish something, which is to say, everywhere. Shirky, 2008, page 24. This future is already here. Leaders will have to embrace technologies more than ever before to keep up with the fast pace of changing technological advances. So this brings about the thought, is there a need for a new paradigm? Facilitating versus leadership? Over the past few years, the thoughts on leadership have been changing. Rather than seeing leaders as a role, researchers are suggesting leadership should be viewed as an activity. It is suggested to view leadership as an activity than a position. Ronald Heisfitz has long encouraged distinguishing between leadership as a role and as a behavior, 1998. From this perspective, people are leaders, not by virtue of their role, but because of what they do in any role. They are persons at any level within our outside organizations who are actively involved in the process of producing, directing, aligning, and commitment. There remains an important leadership role for those in position of formal authority. In most positions, in most organizations, it must shift into the direction of post-heroic leadership, which assesses the wisdom and releases the potentials of others. Bradford and Cohen, 1998. Content and coordination replace command and control. Heckle 1999. Page 3. Web well, 2.0 requires leaders to cultivate The Art of Letting Go, Bushi and Stammer, 2008. The new challenge of leadership is to foster the best effort of individual contributors and nurture the emergence of the highest possibilities from the collective. Leadership as a Collective Process James McGregor Burns, often considered the father of leadership, Development field and author of the seminal book, Leadership 1978, was asked in an interview about the next frontier for the field of leadership. Without hesitation, he answered, and I quote, We need to better understand leadership as a collective process. Thinking of leadership as an activity rather than as a role exercised by designated leaders make it easier to consider The possibility of collective leadership, shifting emphasis from individual leaders to the interaction among leaders and followers, leads to the appreciation of possibility of spontaneous emergence of leadership from the collective. Hubbard, 2005. Leadership is about creating a system or culture in which members instinctively do the right thing, even when the official leaders are absent. Draft and Polis, 1994. In an environment of this continuous change, leaders can no longer know as well as followers how to get things done. Heckle, page 93. Collective leadership recognizes that wisdom can reside within a group. Under selected conditions, groups have been shown to generate more accurate information than experts and make better decisions than individuals. Sarah Swaski, 2004. And there's mounting support for the idea that an intelligence can sometimes emerge in groups that transcends the intelligence of the individual members. Burns' comment is relevant to all, but the social sector has been a pioneer in this area in the last decade, providing many robust examples. Networks are increasingly recognized as the way things actually get done in organizations. Cross and Thomas, 2008. The personal networks of leaders and the networks among team members are recognized as critical to the implementation of a leadership initiative. Web 2.0 is making networks more prevalent and more powerful. Indeed, understanding networking is increasingly inseparable from understanding web technologies. The power of the web to support networks that are extended in space and time will make skills in this area even more critical. From planning and controlling to learning and adopting, there is nothing new about technology. What is new is the rapid transition that is taking place. Technology is the enabler. But the real driver of change is cultural, and one of the strongest forces driven this change is the arrival of a generation in the workplace that has grown up digitally. Tapscott, 2008. Developing new leadership mindset, skills, and knowledge. It is evident most people in leadership roles will have to develop a new or different mindset to stay abreast of the skills and knowledge needed to be effective in this changing environment. The mindset, the web is requiring leaders to change by change the way they think, develop a new mindset. The culture has to change to an organization of people, not just individuals. Skills, when one changes their mindset, they are in a position to accept and develop new skills. If there is no change in the mindset, the tendency to use the same skills in the existing culture or environment. Coaching. One of the tools for developing leaders have been defined as coaching. Coaching will become more important in the emerging leadership paradigm. Coaching ensures the most value from experiences of others. Increasing one's skills as a coach is a great way for managers to move into a more supportive role. Matt Gunagill and Dolfer, 2010, states, and I quote, Emerging web technology are increasingly becoming a content area in which leaders need to be informed in order to be organizationally literate. To optimize their effectiveness, leaders will need to command at least minimal literacy in how to use these tools personally. They will also need to know how to leverage these technologies to grow other leaders. So that brings us to exploring a new paradigm. A new leadership paradigm seems to be evolving with an inevitable shift from a hierarchical style to a participatory, and collaborative leadership style. A new mindset is necessary, which will include new skills and knowledge. Social and technological styles are having a universal effect on organizations with great ideas for the understanding and practicing of leadership and understanding and anticipating these ideas provide an opportunity for leaders in all areas to increase their effectiveness. Ultimately, organizations and individuals who want to exercise leadership do not have a choice about whether to accept the emergent new world. The choice is about whether and to what extent to cultivate the culture, mindset, skills, and knowledge that make it possible to leverage the enormous potential of evolving well to better utilize their purposes. In conclusion, from McGuckle and Dolph of 2010, we argue that organizations and those who will exercise leadership have no choice about whether to accept a new world that differs fundamentally from the old. Welcome or not, it is an inevitable future and it is becoming the present in many organizations at a breathtaking pace. The need to change leadership thinking is apparent in two ways. One, it requires people in position of authority to think and act differently because of the way it is changing their external and internal organizational environment. And two, at the same time, it provides them with new opportunities for leading and learning. In conclusion, in this session, I have shared information of what is a leader by comparing managers and leaders With their distinct differences. Managers are involved with controlling and working with people to solve problems, while the leader is concerned with motivating, inspiring, and changing the directions of how people think about what is possible. I shared information on the different leadership styles and characteristics and how they influence the organization. Also, I share information about technological advances that is changing the way we live and the way we do things. These technological advances are reshaping the way we think as leaders. There is nothing new under the sun. With that being said, technology does not present us with new information. What it does is enhances the way we do things by making them easier in some manner and sometimes different in other regards. In other words, technology has offered an opportunity to repackage the information we already know and put it in new packages, but for the most part, the information has not changed. As a 21st century leader, we have to be ready in every aspect to meet the challenges of change in the leadership environment to remain productive for the group, the organization, and ourselves. Thanks for listening to my podcast if you have comments or observations about the podcast you can send them to one real life ministries, at gmail.com if you like the podcast please share it with friends and family if you'd like to be notified about a new episodes go to my website at https slash wc2277.com and click on follow. Until the next time, consider the information that was given today and see if there are any practical use for your life. And remember to keep it real.